0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: Onilio Aban Eshu Eshu is a respected elder who flogs, confronts and uncovers fools that one versed in mysteries uses truth to own you. He calls a scatter to feed poverty. Abatala shakes rascals to have sacrifice. The owner of warning is one who is Eshu, Aboyu, Aboye, Aboshi, Ashe. May I evo your room. May I be accepted. May I ever allow what we desire to come to pass. And so we say, Ashu and Ashe. Divine all blessed peace and love, joy and prosperity, elevation, relevation, revelations, manifestation. You are now sitting live with the Divine Prince. Pan-African spiritualist, practitioner, author, and advisor, Elagun Oloye Hoodoo Obeya Bokur, sharing with you in all things spiritual, mystical, metaphysical, cosmic, evolutionary, revolutionary, healing, and holistic from a Pan-African Hoodoo world spiritualist perspective, understanding that all is true and a blessing. If you can just see beyond the veils, for it is all just an illusion and a test to one of the greatest different mysteries of this life cycle. It is indeed my constant prayer, my mantra, affirmation, reverberation, reiteration, and it is my ever-living reality. And it's crucial to the very foundation of my inner standing, my walk, my work, my demonstration along this divine all-blessed life path, and it is how I, the divine prince, make sense out of all we're challenged with here in our daily existence on Mother, Father, Earth, and it is my personal place of power and understanding, that place from where I begin, the place from where I realize and crystallize all my endeavors, I know that I and I alone co-create my divine destiny. And I and I alone create and create my divine, all-blessed reality. And so it is Ashe. Today is Tuesday. No, today is Wednesday, Wednesday, June 24th, 2020. And I am emanating and with you and for you now with life. But also virtually, verbally, cosmically, quantum, universally, from this working temple of House of the Divine Prince. Potions, Hoodoo Central LLC, chanted and most haunted city in America, New Orleans, Louisiana, the land of my ancestors and those who came before me along this Hoodoo Obey life path and journey, passing from the great Obia stick along with the knowledge of the life giving herbs, roots, plants, rituals, spirits, minerals. Indeed, the culture, the traditions, the the heritage, our stories, our sacred stories. I am always reminded that the creation of sacred space is critical. It's necessary. It is the foundation of all that we think or do, the creation of sacred space. And that space must first begin inwardly, must begin in the head, must begin in the heart, must begin in the soul, must begin in your body, and then it manifests. It shows up in the outer world as what I define,
0: as what I term
1: demonstration. Indeed, your demonstration is what you believe, what you, say, what you believe, you really believe, what you really understand. i us say what you understand is is the book. You what you read in the book. You've been told integrity is to
0: you do when we are no witnesses. And integrity is to do what you due when a record no, no so
1: We indeed stand on
0: in every, every
1: day. As, as the gods and the goddesses that indeed we are, I welcome each and every one of you, um, individuals. Daniel Jackson, Keisha Smith, I say, I say oh, Melissa DeVa, Sparkle, welcome,
0: brother.
1: Jesus, Sparkle. <laughs> we welcome. Welcome, welcome. All my regular participants, Kim Glatton, welcome. Oh my God, welcome. welcome. My students, welcome. And, of course, acknowledge Queen. <laughs> Please acknowledge Queen. Carter. She is my professional moderator. She's a reporter and, and to be in this space. And if you ask your question, if you're trying to let me know She's going to sort of bring things back to the spirit. You'll be wrong with it. I, I digress. Often I'm moving by spirit. And so your questions move to show you. How do show you. your the station moves to uh, and Shango and ODI and, and Sockball and Bob Day and a little bit of Lightning and a little bit of We got that going in New Orleans right now. So uh, our connection is clear. Yes, um, I, I, I see Jennifer Anderson. I'm going to speak COVID. I, I'm going to speak to it, there was a time when we thought. We had been in control. Now, you just go back in the archive, go back a few days, go back a few weeks, you know, in, in, in our community, in our community. And then many got on the bullhorn, celebrities, you know, outwards on social media. You know, we, we got the bullhorn. We sound Many of you hunkered down
0: and protected yourselves, protected family, protected your children.
1: The CDC and, and the medical professionalization that we received um, about our first, not the Black Lives Matter. Remember now, first it was open it up, opening up. And the history skimming screaming, open up, open up the country. And, and I said, oh, no, y'all, you know, don't, don't. Too soon to acknowledging those who laid the foundation. Of indwelling in in a human is even used, is even documented, is even referenced. Now, sixteen forty six—that's a curious date in the time of, of Christianity, Islam, Judaism, and, and these books that we now count as as the Word of God, as as the universal master code books, if you will. So there's a definite. Um, influence that we've always had to document the uh, conquistadors and the uh, subduing of the world, colonizing of the world, not just for God's sake, but for resources, for land, you know, indeed for power and control. And so not only did they spread racism, not only did they spread trading, Not only did they spread uh, uh, white supremacy, but they also spread as a tool of this mechanism, a religious ideology, a religious philosophy, a way of looking at the world, if you will, that's left an input, e- even in our language, even in our grammatic usage. When I look at trying to figure out what the wording would have dating 1640, what people said about indwelling, indwelling spirits, four and eight, uh, it was a wonderful for me. I found that indigenous cultures all over the world to include uh, ancient Egypt, Mesopotamia, you know, etc. Great. Zimbabwe, indwelling spirit was synonymous with living. So indwelling spirit was Implied, uh, who tried not to use uh, religious wording or even ethnocultural wording, uh, imprint animism on top of indigenous cultures, on top of Yoruba culture, Akan culture, Maya culture, Aztec culture. They, they say we were animist. And animism, its dictionary definition is the attribution of a soul to plant inanimate animate and natural phenomena belief is a supernatural power that originates and animates the material world uh, in a sentence the belief the is saying that all things in creation have a spirit if you say if god created the world god created earth the god has created humanity god created the universe then indeed it exists within itself Why I say I and I. uh, I and I, the Rasta, it it unifies us in consciousness with the divine, with the creator. So in the indigenous world, pre-world, spirit indwells, Judeo-Christian, Islamic influence that begins to separate indwelling something. As well, by particularly the, the spirit, from in terms of entwining, to, to point that the word uses to change. So we find words like with, 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 spirit session, demon session. Uh, we find an over uh,
0: exhibition uh, of
1: scientific. Um, back when I was in, you know, twelfth grade, and you're supposed to figure out who you are. i mm-hmm. Want books? I want authors. I'm about to give you a whole bunch right demons, D A E M O N, D A E M O N S, and spirits in the ancient Egypt. Demons and spirits in ancient Egypt, except this author spells it. She's describing, she's talking about, uh, in this particular case, Ptah, but many other statuary in ancient Egypt that are said to be imbued with the God or imbued with the spirit, or or hence, spirit indwelling. The result, her words, the result is sometimes termed indwelling. And she's talking about the act of sculpture or sculpting statue was designated as Meds, M-E-S-M-S in, in ancient Egyptian, Meds, which also means to give birth to. And a sculptor was he who brings to light, figure the deceased. And rituals could involve building and manufacturing of statuary uh, temple spaces that allowed the spirit to dwell within it. The result is sometimes termed indwelling, and they use a Germanic word, Einwohnung, E-I-N-W-O-H-N-U-N-G. by Egyptologist, which means indwelling. If you look that word up, it means indwelling. One could argue that this term has very Judeo-Christian associations. Basically however, in order to see the difference one must follow our own classification system and impose them upon the past much as I meaning this author, Carolyn Grace Brown did in, in the book. And so in the case of possession, the possessed is clearly the second or secondary agent. Certainly living Or even inanimate could be possessed by gods, demons, and spirits of the dead. The act could either be positive or negative. Possession by demons and spirits um, called imtua or akwa were called nesi in ancient Egypt. And that has a name that suggests it was seen as different from other forms of possession. Not enough is known, according to this author, of Egyptian belief systems to make clear exactly what the difference between possession and indwelling was. Magical texts show that for a spell to become effective, the practitioner must assimilate a deity. Assimilate a deity. That's called down a deity, become the deity, be possessed by, by a deity, uh, if you will. Priests divine authority when carrying out a ritual, such as the ritual of opening of the mouth. The gods also dwelt temporarily in divine statues and in votive animal mummies. But these hosts had to be repeatedly vivified to ensure the lasting services of the gods, or, or they had be fed, they had to be placated they had to be empowered, they had to be removed to keep if you will, inside the, the person, place, thing in, in which the God or, or the spirit was being placed one might think of the host of the God as equating to the hymn in ancient Egypt, translation hymn, uh, incarnation bodily form it is the word used by kings, statues, scarabs, and the mummified apis, the heen. In, in English, we would spell that H-E-M. In, in uh, comedic, uh alphabet, they have H-M.
0: The king. And
1: it was observant. It was However, the author is not sure the word was also used um, to uh, specifically denote mummified, bolted animals. So again, we're talking about the indwelling spirit, particularly as it relates to humans. One might argue that the God, unlike the demonized uh, statue, was only seen in exceptional circumstances, meaning to see a God was seen as a powerful thing. The was a God the the statue and so when you think about culture in egypt and, and the tomb within the tomb within the tomb the layer within the layer within the layer and the concealment of the statuary was not just to hide them from tomb robbers if you will but to prevent people from even accidentally gazing upon them and then gazing upon them of course with the with the most Negative or unnatural or um, unintegritous tensions could invoke the anger or or the uh, response, a negative response from, from the God and or the power. One may argue that the God, unlike the divinized statue, was only seen in exceptional circumstances. However, divine statues were also hidden. Furthermore, seeing the statue meant seeing the God. God and statue were so connected that gods were described in terms relating to statues. For example, the snake god in the story of the shipwrecked sailor had blue skin overlaid with gold and eyebrows of lapis lazuli. I I talk and teach about lapis lazuli as being a stone of consciousness and, and cosmic intellect and Kemetic or ancient Egyptian pharaohs often lined their crown or, or wore some sort of jewelry amulets that would keep lapis lazuli at this area of their head to ensure rational, reasonable, clear thinking, clear uh, uh, decision decision-making. So, for example, the snake god, In the story of the shipwrecked sailor, is is described as having skin overlaid with gold and eyebrows of lapis lazuli. Godchildren in papyrus Westcar were born with limbs overlaid with gold and wearing lapis lazuli headdresses. The secondary agent influences, likewise, in the case of divinity and minerals. Did gods reflect the quality of minerals, or do minerals reflect the quality of gods, of powers, of of Loa and and Orisha? Gold, shiny and and resistant to decay, shared qualities with the sun god in, in ancient Egypt. And the blessed dead, the qualities are not simply metaphors, but active divine entities, shininess. And immortality are inherent in the materials themselves. And again, this book is is Demons or Daemons, D-A-E-M-O-N-S, and Spirits in Ancient Egypt. Another book that I look at um, voodoo authors, (laughs) Mamiwata, Mama Vivian. um, And this book is called Mamiwata, Africa's Ancient Goddess Unveiled volume one. And in this passage, uh, Mommy EC Vivian Hunter pendrew talks about a prophet or healer or or spiritualist that she had a relationship with in Togo who provided healing services in the community there and answered some questions for her. And one of the that was being asked was um, student individually, and give each one what is best for that person specifically. Now, many of you who practice efa who are actively involved in, in Voodoo, who've seen real divination, who've seen real Odu thrown on the table, understand that an Odu it uh, isn't a reach unto itself; is a power unto itself but can be described almost like a, a capture of formation, proverbs, wisdom, taboos, things you should avoid, things you should seek out, th- things that help you along your journey, things that bring healing. Of course, nature, a, a list of herbs, plants, roots, and even minerals to apply and utilize in application of any request that might put it. Before Arula that might be presented before uh, Arumila, presented before the, the spirits, the deities that govern divination, and so this prophet that she's questioning, um, whose name is Akuete, says yes. Maybe the spirit will say that the crystal ball will take a certain form. Then we would need to ask the people who make the crystal ball or crystal stone to make it in exactly the shape that the spirit commands. Then when a person finishes the teaching, I can put the spirit inside the stone and the person can take the stone home and have the spirit with them. Now some of my godchildren already know that I do this. Um, if you have ancestral work and divination done um, and, and you've reached a certain level of proficiency with that, you Sort of gifted, rewarded, if you will, with these implements that I box up and fetch to you in the mail. And they often include two larger clay pots and a smaller clay pot, often referred to as, as the mouth of creation. Um, and within that is often contained minerals, some some form of gemstone. So the idea of, of, of gemstones, the idea of Tarot, the idea of astrology—these are not Western things. All of these sciences, if you will, follow humanity. And archaeology says that humanity was birthed in motherland, in mother Africa. And so too, the usage of crystal, mineral, and stone for healing work, for ritual work, for spirit, for magical work, for defensive and protective work, for offensive work, and. Cre- work um, has been well documented within the motherland, within indigenous cultures, practice, and tradition. And, and no, it's not new, new age. No, it's not new to a modern uh, application of, of these zones. What is new is our polishing them, shaping them, making them into uh, other
0: items and useful,
1: creative, cute, jury pieces, not just indwelling spirit in, in man and humanity, but the further we go back in, in historic time, more so in nature itself. It's seen as, as, as a byproduct
0: of nature
1: itself. It's only in the more modern historic time that we designated to divine or, or Holy Spirit only, uh, and then everything else is somehow vilified demonized um, rebuked, if you will and it shows the hand of white supremacy it shows the hand of racism it shows the hand of, of its presence in world religion and how we view religions how many of you even now can't breathe and close your eyes how many of you have evolved have healed have reprogrammed that to, to where you, you don't use references that immediately go back to Christianity. You know, because I have black people, red people, brown people, you know, tell me every day, you know, oh, but I don't go to church. I don't believe in the Bible, you know. But your sensibilities, your ideas, write down that second and third chakra, how you view the world. It's often extremely Christianized if you have not actively sought to reprogram that. And of course, if you're brought up in the Islamic part of the world, it's going to be Islamicized. If you're brought up in the in Hindi part of the world, it's going to be, you know, Hindu is, is going to be your, your go to archetype in your head, in your consciousness. And all that that is in program between five years old and, and birth sticks with you, rides with you. Um, another book, you might want to write this one down, Conjure in American and African-American Society. Conjure in African-American Society by Jeffrey E. Anderson. I have all these books on my shelf, on my library, in, in Google Books. By the way, um, books that I study, I read, that I find, that I own. Using teaching, I often uh, them in my Shafari, which now has a new name, um, and also in my my Google books. uh, In locating words, references that speak to spirit and indwelling spirit, I came upon this book. And, And I've read this book, I've had this book on my shelf maybe, I don't know, 10 years maybe. Um, by Jeffrey E. Anderson. Modern American conjure is a mixture of magical beliefs originating in two zones of European settlement, which remained quite distinct during the 17th, 18th, and 19th centuries. The first of these areas to be settled by substantial numbers of European colonies was the Atlantic coast, comprising Maryland, Virginia, North Carolina, South Carolina, and Georgia, which my people were among them, by the way. My 23 me has demonstrated that my land, my, on my mother's side, my mother's mother's side, um, originates with some of that first group of Africans that were in that settlement. So the first of these areas, to be settled were Maryland, Virginia North Carolina, South Carolina Georgia We refer to that as the Gullah Geechee area today These British colonies Received shipments of slaves Beginning in 1619 And the trade accelerated In the 17th and 18th Centuries So if we were coming here in 1619 who had to come with us Voodoo pre, in, in the New World predates the Haitian Revolution. Please hear me. <laughs> Please hear me. Voodoo came here when we came here. Voodoo got here when I got here. Voodoo got here when your grandmama and your grandpapa got here. Voodoo got here when you came here. Not, not during the Haitian Revolution. I think it was more heightened during the Haitian Revolution out of fear. Fear. They, they the colonists, the, 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 the oppressors, equated voodoo with slave rebellion, with slave rebellion. They didn't care about your gods and your and your ancestors and your lower ones. They didn't care about that, your dancing, your drumming. They cared about a slave insurrection. They cared about war, uprising, and, and civil war and, and murdering. That, that was their reason behind stamping out something that they didn't really believe in any way, people, they didn't believe we had any kind of power. We had any kind of authority. But they didn't quite grasp that it was empowering us. In their mind, it was just inciting. Us. Inciting is very different than empowering. I can incite you to an argument. I can incite you to get caught up in your feelings. I can incite you to get emotional, you know, in, in social media. That's not the same as empowering you. To do something, to take an action, to make a move. So the idea of indwelling spirit and that being critical to not just person, place, or thing—the the doll, the the, the organized, communicate a uh, system that that we still exist in, that we still um, live under. In the land settled by the French and the Spanish, the Fon, Yoruba, Mandi speakers of Northern West Africa laid the groundwork for an African-American culture, particularly through their heavy importation during the colonial period. Louisiana, in particular, D- and closely related people made up more than half of all Africans brought into the area. Let me say that. that's important for you all who are trying to figure out lineage. That's important for you all who think you need to decide between Ifa and Voodoo. There is no Voodoo without Ifa. And the magic in nature. And then the direction that's given by way of divination. By way of this ancient mathematical form of divination that runs your computer. That makes your computer technology work. It's far superior than a piece of paper. It's far superior than tarot. And that's why I've given up tarot. I have given up tarot. I'm, I did my best official tarot reading. I'm not doing any more tarot. From here on out, it's all voodoo. It's all voodoo. So who, whoever you be, wherever you might come from, whatever your background might be, we are gonna look at that. <laughs> we are gonna look at that as it relates to how we operate in African traditional religious systems. In Louisiana in particular, these and closely related people made up more than half of all Africans brought into the area. And during the early Republican and antebellum periods, the number of slaves from northwestern Africa declined drastically. West Central Africans placed them, the largest number of whom hailed from the Congo Kingdom. And despite the shift in importation patterns, the early presence of slaves. Closely related cultures of the Fon, Ewe, Yoruba, and the more distinct mande defined the various magical practices. Later arrivals modified, but could not replace them. Moreover, both French Louisiana and Spanish Florida, brief spurts of immigration, from the Korean bolstered the influence of the earlier groups. Louisiana. These were Haitian refugees fleeing revolution. In Florida, the late 19th century, uh, yeah, in Florida, the late 19th century arrival of Afro-Cubans seeking economic opportunity not only bought existing beliefs, but also created large black communities in areas where none had existed previously. And, and that's why we see such a heavy influence of Yoruba, East me. Within our community, within our virtual community, social media community of people seeking out, desiring greater connection to ATR and African-based traditional systems, while West Central Africans provided only a secondary influence in the Latin area, they were the primary influence on the mass settled by England. Their numbers were primarily pronounced in coastal South Carolina and Georgia, where they made up more than half of all imports throughout the period when slavery was legal. One were the largest contingent among the unwilling arrivals from West Central Africa. Also, as in Louisiana, the Mandee were a significant, though, minority presence, although the chief features of Conjure derives from the Fon, the airway, and the Yoruba. Although the chief features of conjure derive from the Fon, the airway, and the Yoruba in Latin areas, the Congo in the land settled by the English and the Mandi in both other groupings, including the Igbo, the Khan, the roles in the creation of African American culture, especially in particular aspects of hoodoo. The ethnic differences between the settlers of the Latin and English cultural zones led to persistent differences between the areas. One of the most obvious of these distinctions was the difference in words used to refer to conjure. In New Orleans, where French influence dominated White's new African-American synchronistic religion and its associated magic as voodoo, while Blacks called it hoodoo. So that distinction between voodoo and hoodoo originated out of racism, originated in keeping our knowledge separate from the appropriation of our knowledge. And that's why some people still to this day believe that the usage who do with four O's or who do even suggest some kind of bastardizing, some kind of watering down, some kind of application of, of spirit to something Western or, or something mixed or, or synchronized or syncretized or um, even appropriated. Male practitioners were typically known as uh, traitors or one and female practitioners as Wanga or Tertorsis, Grigris and Zin-Zin, the charms and spells, while Tobies and Wangas were more specific words for good and evil charms, respectively. In Missouri, Nudu, Nudu, with the N like Nancy, Nudu, a variant of Voodoo, was the favorite torta in area long ruled by Spain. Like religion and magical system developed from the Santeria and Palo Meyonde faiths practiced by Cuban immigrants in the area, it was known as Enangio, in, in, Enangio, 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 N-A-N-I-G-O, Enangio. My Spanish speakers helped me out. And its priests and priestess were known as Papa Loas and Mama Loas respectfully. Conjurers were termed bruja and brujo. Along the English settled Atlantic seaboard, Black sorcerers called themselves conjurers, brute workers, and double-headed, two-headed doctors. The performance of their art was known by such words as conjure, rooting, tricking, fixing, gophering, gopher dust, and some of the terms were localized. For instance, in Maryland, where I was educated from kindergarten to, to 12th grade, many blacks knew conjurers as high men and high women. Likewise, root workers was a designation particularly popular along the Georgia and South Carolina coast, as was gopher, a term under outside of the English cultural areas. In Mississippi, African Americans use mojo to benevolent magic. Virginian Blacks sometimes call conjuring gumbre work. Though the words used for conjure varied widely throughout the South, terms deriving from European language were more common in areas settled by Anglos. The influence of specific African cultures is really apparent in some of these terms applied to countries, particularly those of the Latin zone. Voodoo an airway term, voodoo, meaning God or worship or fear of the gods. Fear of the gods. Hoodoo, originally used in the Latin area to identify conjure is most likely a variation of voodoo. However, Zora Neale Hurston claimed that it was a corruption of juju, another West African term meaning magic or charm. The Louisiana terms, grigri, zinzin, wanga, denoting various types of spells and charms, likewise derived from West African terms. Grigri, a general term for magic, Came from the Mandingo tribe, a subgroup of Mandé speakers, who use magical terms known as uh, Jerry Jerry or uh, or Gregory bags or or Gary, Gary bags to harm others. Mandé-speaking members of the Bambara tribe introduced the term Zin which referred to positive charms designed to confer strength or power on their Possess. Wanga, denoting malevolent magic and charms, and the derived terms Wangatur or Tourist, were probably also of Mandi origin. Toby, Toby, remember Toby was what they had to change name to in roots. Toby reflected the early Republican and antebellum influx of West. Central African Congos, whose Toby tribe, whose, I'm sorry, not tribe, whose Toby charm brought good luck to the owners. Toby was an African word, T O B E. They spelled it T O B Y, but Toby was still an African word meaning juju or voodoo charm. In Florida, the types of Papaloe or Mamaloa were the African-American creolization of the Yoruba word for diviner or herbalist, which is babalawo. Conjure terminology with African origins was rare outside the Latin cultural area. Conjure terminology with African origins was rare outside of the Latin cultural area. Gopher, used in such combinations as gopher doctor or gopher dust, was an exception to the rule. Employed in coastal Georgia and the Carolinas to designate items derived from the dead or persons dealing with the dead, it most likely developed from the Congo word kufwa, meaning to die. Mojo and its variant, Jomo were Congo-derived terms found in both, con- in both cultural zones that describe magic and charms, usually uh, designed for positive ends. In the Congo kingdom, moyo, moyo, referred to spirits that dwelt within magical charms and was easily transferred to the spirits dwelling place, M- moyo spirits that dwelt within a charm or a moyo might be the location in the house, in the church, in the building, in the yard where that spirit is is kept um, and or housed. More than simply words survive the Middle Passage. However, in the Latin area, African deities continue to play a role in the lives of of Blacks. According to Kofi Ash. Asare Apoku, Kofi Asari Apoku, author of the book West African Traditional Religion, traditional Northwestern gods and spirits were of six types. First, now we're talking about indwelling spirits. First, there was a unique being, often far separated from humanity, who gave life and power to all
0: other beings
1: including lesser gods and spirits. You might call that God. You might call that Dimare. Among foreign speakers, this being known as Malolisa, an androgynous uh, goddess incarnate in the moon and the sun. Among Yoruba speakers, Olorun, filled the role of supreme being, Olorun, Virtually every other West African people had such a God. While Africans prayed to these supreme beings, they rarely offered sacrifice or otherwise sought to win their favor. Being so perfect had no need of such mundane acts of service. If a God is perfect, if a God creates all things in a West African context, that God wouldn't need anything from us. That God wouldn't desire anything from us. Uh, That God wouldn't have so, humanistic characteristics of the Bible, a jealous God, a vengeful God, a, a wrathful, a wrathful God. We didn't suggest those type of humanistic characteristics to the supreme Creator. We view the supreme Creator as being supreme, as being above human frailty, human pettiness, human carnality, and, and human desire. And this is where non-HCR practicing individuals begin to run into a conflict about what Loa is, what orisha is, what those powers are in, in place with the most high, the supreme 50. I often get asked, you, know, you practice voodoo, do y'all believe in God? Yes. Do y'all believe in heaven and hell? Yes. Do y'all believe in the devil and Satan? Yes. But there are also the powers that navigate the natural world that exists within nature: uh, water, fire, air, god-like powers. Let alone this—the life you know that we live and operate in—outside um, of just supreme uh, being, rarely gave the offerings. We rarely sought their favor we rarely sought to influence Jehovah, Allah, God, you know t- to meet our you know our needs, if you will. We sought the next tier in the spiritual hierarchy. while Africans prayed to Supreme beings and didn't give their offerings, the next tier in the spiritual hierarchy was with ancestral Spirit. Whom West Africans believe existed alongside their living descendants. So here's the foundation. Ancestors are the foundation. It's not a negation of God. It's not a negation of the Supreme Creator, who indeed created all things, all of us, including the ancestors. But your ancestors show up in your blood. Your ancestors show up in your DNA. Your ancestors show up as your first line. Yes, Keona, I'm real. I've talk for an hour and ten minutes. So, so let, I, and it's gotten good to me. And I know it's gotten good to you. Greetings, Keone, beloved. I just opened your mind. Please forgive me.
2: You know I'm Eric,
1: loving it. Eric, uh, 765, I'm going to come to you next. And then 857, I'm coming to you next. you doing, Keone?
2: I am real good. I am loving it. I love it when you um reference to the books. You know, you are a teacher by nature. That's just who you are, and I'm really loving it. This is this is a great show. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you. And Thank you for being our uh, moderator, Uh sergeant of arms. You... <laughs> sort of help us to keep it together uh, in the stream. I am going to have to get. Give you my password And let you handle this chat Because it's, it's just too much For me to talk and teach And handle this chat And I like to show everybody I like, Yeah, I like to make sure everybody's face Shows up in, on the screen And everybody's comment shows up in the screen And then I get In the subject matter And then it gets Away from me It gets away from Forgive me like The chat keeps moving, so I have to stop talking and then on the chat and then highlight each point in, in the chat and then go back to my conversation. I also want to open um, area code six. I'm sorry, area code seven six five. Seven six five. Who's calling? Where are you calling from, beloved?
3: Hi, uh, this is Patrick from Illinois, you know. Greetings, (laughs) greetings. You know, I was born in Illinois. I was born in Chicago. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Been here um, 25 years. What was that? Sorry. I've been here 25 years. Oh, okay. Well, I'm about 27. So I don't know how much, you know, or how deep into astrology you get, but I'm coming upon my first time of return here pretty soon, which is supposed to be a major sort of turning point. So I've been, oh, I've been trying what, to do a little bit of work and prepare. And what's your birthday? Uh, 228, Feb 28, 93. Okay, yes, indeed, beloved.
1: Yes, indeed.
3: Okay, so I guess like I going you? back early Oh, sorry. How can I help you? What's the question or comment? Okay, so going like going back earlier when you first started talking about Indwelling Spirits and animism specifically, um, I guess it just got me to thinking sort of what the difference would be between us and a tree or a rock or whatever else, you know, having a physical vessel and then just the spirit that would dwell within us would sort of be the primary us. And I guess the question was just like what it means to be alive is what sort of came up as you were talking about all that. One hundred, And even when I think about
1: my spiritual journey, you know, the books I've read and toys I've sat up under, the the things I've studied um, coming along my journey, and particularly in those years uh, between 21, 21, and 33, um, I thought of those in that in a similar fashion. You know, what's really the nature of life? What really is the nature of, of being? Why are we here? You know, what is the purpose? And from that perspective, you know, all things are spirit. That indeed separates us from the rock, the tree, the bug, the animal. In all of our human areas. You know, that it's our knowledge, that it's our consciousness, that it's our wisdom. But evidence that we have scientifically that trees don't possess the same degree of consciousness, just don't move, just don't act, just don't And so it gives me to look back at Hindu culture, the largest population of Africans outside of Canada, are in India. A lot of us forget. So, when, and even when we look at uh, humanity, Neanderthals, the progression of humanity, and, and Southeast Asia plays a large role in, in, in sort of our conceptualization of God and, and, and spirit. And so, when I look at that root karma, um, rebirth, recreation, reincarnation, we're talking about evolution a mind, spirit body. We might come back as a tree just to be still, just to listen, just to absorb. That's something that in our human form we can choose to do that. That's what the meditating swami does. That that's the person who choose to sit still quiet is doing. Um pretend and that's some of the uh, tools that I use in my in my teaching too, by the way, Patrick, um, I ask people to pretend, meditate, pretend to be a tree, pretend to be water, imagine yourself as, as earth or clay or, or land or animals or insects, and I believe in that hierarchy of things, humanity has to exist all those things. We once were dirt, we once were clay, we once were the, the bug, the tree, the elephant, the wrath. And, and so now our quote unquote, or, or, or God now manifesting flesh at a higher rate, if you will, and so we're supposed to be doing God-like things, manifesting God-like powers. Um, you look at the text; we call them the magical. Books. Um, the the one book says, "Greater works than I've done, you shall do." Greater work I've done So I find it hard to understand why Christians can't hear. That if if your Christ said greater work than I did God did, you do, then That means we are Christ. That means we are God like. That means we all have the power and the ability to be God like just like we all have the power and ability to be demonic, to be the to represent darkness, to, to represent fear. And, and illusion. So we all have that connection to the realm of, of, of that which is in the plane. Another point, Patrick, I want to make while I have you on the phone is um, quantum metaphysics and the understanding that in order for us to have reality, uh, we have to exist in at least a limited dimensional space. And, and depth even time, time is its only one of the 11 dimensional spaces For also said Within that anything you can envision Anything you can imagine No matter how horrible, No matter how horrific uh, Exists in, in another Space in one of those dimensional Times He said he made his map That some of those spaces Mirror our space Except that truth might be Blue if that other being, be green. I might be wearing all white in one of those other dimensional spaces. But there's other spaces that don't mirror our reality at all. Indeed are a part of nature, but it's God's consciousness that allows us to think and process, but to do, to act, to move things. Some people say that their dogs have consciousness. You know, I'm not a pet person in particular. I like fish. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I, I'm hungry with fish. Uh, but, but I have people who are pet people, my sister, you know, my brother. I get pet people in my family. And they swear animals have consciousness. And I believe that. I, I do. Animals do have consciousness. They may not be able to talk the way we do. They may not have hands or the, the apparatus and things the way that we do. So we learn their language. We use the house and in return. It might mean follow me. It might mean come find me. It might mean I've located something that you need to come see, it, and we learn that, you know, over time. So we are God, in a sense, in the flesh, and we have that ability to not only process confidence, but then apply it in a way that's not life then build the in a way that's godlike and create and you know, recreate reality, you know, that's godlike, that insects, plants, and, and other uh, aspects
3: of nature. Uh, vibrating. I was kind of cutting out a little bit on my side, but I just hate to interrupt, but one thing that I really like what you just said, because one thing that I've been thinking about a lot lately is sort of like, as above, so below is something that people say a lot. Um, But when it comes to mirroring and reflecting things, I guess one of the things that I've been coming up on is that I feel like we don't necessarily always have to be a mirror. And so I really enjoyed that you said, you know, there are some of those dimensions that don't necessarily reflect the one that we're in now because then I feel like that sort of gives us a little bit of a window to step into a greater sort of sovereignty in our own lives to say that, you know, this is something that I do not like. I will reach into – what I do not see, and then I will, from the spark that I am, have that reflect outside of me and become my reality. Um, and I'll so stay. it's just—it's been a lot of really sort of concepts, I guess, building up on themselves, and especially looking at a lot of things. Like I said lately, it's just like I don't necessarily feel that everything happening is a reflection of me, but I do understand that there are some. That that is part of the you know the total space that we are in, but there are again other parts that you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> listen,
1: I, listen, I agree with you, but, but but let me expand it just a little bit. You might say mm-hmm. the refle- You might say the racism that I see is not a reflection of me. Mm-hmm. You might say that. You might say uh, the the white supremacy that I'm seeing on the world in the world. TV and in my community is not a reflection of me. But how true is that really? Think about it. Not just where you are in terms of, because I say this on my show all the time. I don't know if you're a new listener. I'm not familiar with your name, but I say this on my show a lot. Be sure that you get the white supremacy out of you first. That you get the racism out of you first. That you get the prejudice and the bias out of you before we start looking outside ourselves. And and that's mm. hard for some people to grasp. You know, my motto is all is a blessing. And, and I go within and look at myself. First. Um, so don't look at it as, um, you know, I'm a, a direct and an immediate contributor to this problem, because there's aspects of yourself that you might not be aware of. You might not remember. You might not know what you did 300 years ago, 500 years ago. You might not remember yet who you were in 1500, 1600. You know, were you a slave catch? Were you a Were you the, the, the person who sat back quietly while, while it was happening and didn't say or do anything? So I know it's a big thing like that, you know, particularly when I think of my younger years, when I was more depressive, um, had clinical depression, and, and, and experienced that as a part of my demonstration, it was very hard for me to conceptualize everything begins and ends with me. I create, create my reality. Because at that time, everything was negative. You know, my dad was negative. My past was negative. My childhood was negative. Being a black gay man in America was negative. Everything was negative. And so you're, you're asking me to accept responsibility for all this negativity that I perceive as outside of me. It's a trick of mind that a spirit person has to mature into. You don't get it when you're young, quite. You don't get it when you're you're. Positive, and sometimes it's negative Sometimes the negative comes along To remind you just where your weaknesses are Sometimes the negative comes along To remind you just where your power is So it might not be An immediate extension of you Or something, something that you say Or something you can readily connect to but, but when we look at life On a much bigger scale Particularly with that reincarnation aspect in there. Um, we're here to fix something, to repair something, to replace something, to renew something, to create and recreate something. And i like, too, that you got the message from me just now. We have the ability to create a reality that we cannot see. Because in my depressive years, I couldn't see this. I couldn't see New Orleans. I couldn't see no future. I grew up really thinking I would be dead by thirty really. I I thought I would be dead at 30. And I know there are a lot of black men out there who have that. You might not have said it, but it's in there somewhere. That was my reality. I I couldn't envision who I was going to be at 40. What I was going to be doing, you know, at 40. So I like that you got that message that even if it's not demonstrated, even if your parents didn't do the right thing, even if you don't have Years in your neighborhood that, that are reflecting the life that you Every time you write it down, every time you paint it, every time you draw it, every time you remember it, every time you envision it, it's becoming that much more real in this dimensional time space. Give me a moment, beloved. Mm-hmm. I'm going to um, unmute area code 857. Okay. Just mute. And then if you have a question or comment, you know, moving forward, politely come right on back in. But right now I want to address area code 857 857. Who's calling? Good, and
2: good afternoon.
1: You calling? Can, you, can you hear me? Yes, beloved.
2: Hi, so I have a question
1: for you. Who's calling um, and where are you calling from?
2: Um, This is Sherry, and I'm calling from Boston, Massachusetts. How are you?
1: Greetings, greetings. Always a blessing, beloved.
2: (laughs) So um, my question is um, what I had always found fascinating about um, witchcraft, because I have friends who consider themselves witches, but Mm -hmm. is the matriarchal, Practice is that. I mean, is that something that goes along with ATR also? Because I have a question about about um, something that I had seen, and the person was saying that um, some some of ATR has gotten away from the matriarchal spirit, the matriarchal functioning of the practice as, uh, you know, as Christianity has, as um, Islam has, you know, all the other religions, you know, have become patriarchal, and that is not how things are actually are actually supposed to work. I don't know if that's a, the way to put that, but I'm, I'm curious about that aspect of it.
1: I heard you give a whole lot of your opinion And your Your
0: question I didn't hear your question
2: Oh is it the choppiness Well I was asking Is oh,
0: no. I, I,
1: I heard it word. I didn't hear your question Oh,
2: <laughs> Well Is Is ATR matriarchal In practice
4: Okay,
1: now that I can Respond to All world religions All world Traditions are matriarchal The first thing When we go back to the indigenous world you we go back to the original world it, it was, um Whether you're talking About England, whether you're talking about Africa, whether you're talking about Asia Whether you're talking about South America It's matriarchal, God was Female, the goddess Create the universe um, that switch to masculinity, yes, shows up in Christianity, Islam, Judaism, and to some degree shows up today in um, what I call the original romance. And when I say the original romance, I'm being shady, I'm being facetious, because often the demonstrations of Europe of Ephah, that we're seeing, this is not accurate To the authentic practice So you get this idea That somehow Ephi is male dominated The Ephi the, the are somehow men And that's not accurate either. So, which is often Symbolized by a bird Symbolized by a bird So, so, so now As you get I, mean, look at voodoo. I want to start looking for birds. On top of the steps, on top of the hats, the crowns, implied in the wood. There ain't no voodoo without the, the energy, the, the feminine power. There's no nature without the feminine power. So, yeah, I know the illusion is male dominant, And with world dominance of Christianity, today is
4: um,
1: we get that you know, that that reaffirmed male dominant energy. But that that's not the truth. That's not the reality. And so I agree with you that it's absolutely made sparkle. Um, now I, I think where things get lost is um, again, well let me say this. I'm talking to the men. <laughs> Do you not know that you are all female? Until the third trimester the woman gets pregnant And the next day she's pregnant with a boy No woman The baby doesn't form Male hormones penis, Any male stuff Until the woman is in her third Trimester The last three months of her pregnancy a side know Think about preemies And and the laxapy that last trimester and particularly how it affects women to, to women. and men, Society, beloved, is off balance. Men and women, it, it's forced masculinity, it's forced male supremacy, uh, and, and it shows just like supremacy in, in many worlds to include how we see her, how we view Yoruba, but they understand Yoruba from a more indigenous underground perspective. It's not male-dominated. It's not led by men. Men are not at, the, at the height. Even we look at the five and the tools and the symbols, look for the woman, look for the best, and look for the birds. If I limited number of overt male symbolism in that way. So I agree with you 100%. And, and, and it is a problem it's not in balance. With either it's not in uh, I, I know you, you spoke in a group that I like to speak of the young bitches. Some of them are so in energy they have no sun energy at all. And, and they have no grounding, no center. they Distracted. They're over here. They're over there. We have balance of both energies. my wife,
0: God and fun
1: Ma'aseh, the, the mother element, the father element, unified. Unified. This desire to separate male from female, black from white, young from old, from poor, that comes from Eurocentric. That comes from modern society, and, and I see that as a sickness. I see it as a disease, as imbalance, um, beloved Sheree. I see it as imbalance. So I, I agree, right. with you. and it's a problem.
2: It's like it's so level. weird to me because I'm like, how, to how to do we get here? I'm so confused. I'm always it's like, how do is. we
1: get to this point? Look at the symbols of air. You know, you got your five pointed star, earth, water, fire, air, mine, gas, or ether. Okay, and then you got that crescent moon. And the crescent as opposed to the full moon just something that's a cycle. Something that must be kept in check. You know, as opposed to a, a full moon. That five-pointed star also is a representative of humanity, of humanity. But if, I, if five-pointed star represents humanity, then the six-pointed star represents a male. Because that six-point, this is a penis, but that five-pointed star has two arms, two legs, and a head. And doesn't suggest anything else is going on down here, except for the great mother. So it's in every religion. We look at Catholicism, they, they got a black goddess, a, a black great mother holding the Christ child, tucked away in, in a secret room, you know, they're worshiping and acknowledging. So I think even in the confines of these male dominated traditions, they know they know the black woman is God. They know the woman is is God created on earth. They know this. But there's an active power from so my indwelling spirit. There's an active power that would seek to keep that off balance. And we have to ask ourselves why. We have to ask ourselves why and how are we and helping to maintain that, that imbalance. Y'all are coming with some great questions today, Patrick, Cherie. I really appreciate you all. Eric, 510. 510. Your mic is now open. Who's calling and where are you calling? Okay, cool.
2: Hey, I'm Deja from California. I hope you're well. Hey, hey, I had a question about the basic consultation. Uh, Since you mentioned that you no longer do tarot, I'm wondering if you still do the basic consultation.
1: I do only complete consultations now. And thank you for asking and giving me an opportunity to speak to that. Because what I'm finding, particularly right now in this season—coronavirus, racism, and, and protests and demonstrations, economic challenges—that even the people who come to me for the basic end up talking for an hour, mm-hmm. ninety mm-hmm. minutes, two hours. I'm sure that people in this room who've had the basic tarot will, will tell you that um, it might as well be a complete. Divination. And often when we go into what the challenge might be in education, because the basic typically handles career and education, finance, love and relationship, how I earn my living, you know, maybe family conflict, community conflict, um, you know, that, that was what the basic was. But when you think about that, that's complex compl- compl- and complete. So, you know, it it's really a waste of time, the tarot. I also mm-hmm. didn't want to keep reinforcing something that was non-voodoo. We, we know tarot originated in Africa. We, we know this. But the way it's demonstrated today, the way it shows up today, it, it, it's not quite African enough for me. So that's another reason why I gave right. it up. Uh, I found palm and shell and bone to be more powerful than tarot, to be more detailed than tarot, to be more personal than tarot. Um, And I I weaned myself and my callers off of it. And so I would say in the last um, two weeks, nobody has made tarot. Even my regulars, they can't even tell that the tarot ain't there anymore. Because some, the same information that I can gather from material can be gathered from the 16th shell divination, from the, the palm nut divination. It, it just has to be interpreted. It just has to be, you know, applied correctly. And, and that's what sets, you know, your great uh, uh, Babalaos and, and Hogan and Mambos and ianifas and voodoo and priests apart, those who really take... Time to memorize these odus and the layers to these odus that fall when you use sales and palm nuts, and, and how to personalize it. You know, each to each call. It's a very complex system. So if I'm going to be on the phone or in a virtual chat, you know, with a video chat with someone, you know, 90 minutes, they might as well get a complete consultation. So I, I'm. That, that's all. It, it's that simple, beloved. Okay, that's through to me. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Know. Thank you for calling in. All is a blessing. Y'all have really made my day today. You all have been active. You all have been present. Um, maybe not broadcasting every day is doing some good. Maybe I need to broadcast every other day, and and y'all might miss me a little bit more. And uh, and we have our I mean, it just goes
2: to show that the need is there. And once um we start going over to um Patreon and uh, more people become members, then, you know, they'll get more exclusive content. And so this is just really a good segue into that
1: great yeah. show. Yeah, I can I can understand. who have never had a reading. And you've been looking at Tarot, looking at Tarot. Now Tarot is gone. Um, you have no idea. If you've never had a reading with me, the gravity of my divination is to with. Now, if you get an opinion or look at my comments and ratings, they'll tell you. The Keona will tell you. Many others, who do occultism, will tell you. Two hours, three hours is not uncommon for a reading with me, even when I was doing the tarot. So tarot just wasn't fair to me, wasn't fair to the house, wasn't fair to the caller, um, yeah, it says 30 minutes, but everybody will tell you it's never a 30-minute call. It's always very lengthy and very time-consuming. So it, it just wasn't fair, um, the way it's set up and the way I have it set up. So, so I just eliminated it. And, you know, there are plenty of psychic readers out there, you know, they can have, I can have tarot. I'm going to let y'all have tarot. Y'all go ahead and do your tarot and, you know, do your thing. Um, Discover Channel and Nat Geo, they were interested in tarot. <laughs> the Hitch Channel, just, they, they were interested in this real, ancestral-rooted tradition that still maintains life, even thousands of years after the introduction of, of the Bible and ATR still maintains a lot Still in this problem. Still grows Still moves forward And so I- I'm just ready for the next level Beloved That's all they, I'm ready for the next level And Tarot was not Going to get me there um, I also found for my Tarot readers who are Listening to me I found it to draw a great More parasitic Energy, vice like energy, than other forms of divination. Um, and, and you know what I'm talking about. The whiner, the complainer, the assessed individual, the people who are doing um Zero. that's part of the, you know, it, it draws that. Whereas the Fa and E are really about getting down to work, are um, really about result oriented. Resolution So you're not only getting the reading, You're not only getting the message You're not only getting the mystery getting Things to do, things not to do Things to avoid, things to draw to you Sacrifices That, that need to be made uh, Do I need to say There is vegan Voodoo There is no vegan voodoo There is no vegan e-spot There's blood in it. meat in this, <laughs> you know, so um, it, it was too much to maintain, you know, two ways of human spirituality and religion. Um, it in no way lends who can to me. It in no way limits people of other cultures, other languages, other ethnic groups consulting with me. Just know that I'm consulted from from our magical book, from our. Ma- tradition, and that's those so 256 O'Doos. I'm, I'm only operating from do from here on out, and the O'Doos helps to clarify what forces, what powers, what deities might stand up in the reading, whether we're doing work or just looking at it. Um, so I think I've made really the best choice um, for everyone um, And Deja to answer that that last question um, What am I using I'm using 12, 12 shell 16 shell 16 palm nut divination, along with Kola nut ovibata. I'm using all the traditional Forms of divination As they are done As they are performed In West Africa Now if you're looking for a price a price now, I could still offer you know the basic divination, but it's still gonna run into 90 minutes, 120 minutes. It might as well be a complete read. Me, the opportunity to speak to that directly um, and have it archived, have it be recorded. Um, am I missing anything? That's amazing. Anymore? You you aren't, but a lot of
2: us women, and I speak for some, not the majority, because I know some of y'all are happy, but some of us women are really vexed and hurt and bitter and disappointed by the men. So when you mention that a man isn't fully or a male is not fully um, developed until the third trimester, that, that hit home. Um, what we have, and not just limited to – um African descent but but every male you know we have this idea that even as as little girls we're conditioned to be wives and mothers before we know it, playing with dolls, dolls have strollers, you know, have um the playhouse, you know learning how to clean the playhouse, baking cooking everything is gearing us to be a wife and a mother, and we've and we've been trained um subconsciously since children. So we meet this guy, you know, we're willing to ride with him. I've seen women who have been homeless with men, you know, uh, women that are prostitute themselves and and make these men thousands of dollars, men that promise them the world and just dis- disappoint and tell them that it's about money or better yet the male that marries you and, get at home with you and you, you love him and you have his babies and then he decides one day he don't want you. And you go from being his best friend and lover to his sworn enemy and you are still trying to figure out where he had you effed up at. You understand? I'm just being real. And I'm mm-hmm. trying to figure out how do we get, how do we get to loving men, to almost worshiping them? I mean, just think of, not, to, you know, just think of oral sex. That's basically almost worshiping them. Giving them your body and they drag you and dog you. Like, I really want to get to the healing of that. And I speak for a lot of us. I really do.
1: It goes back to, again, the God spell. Not the gospel, the God, G O D spell, S P E L L. It's a God spell. And so the whole idea of hierarchy. Where the woman is not on top, it's it's non-indigenous, it's not African at the root, at the root. So even if you say, "Well, I don't go to church, I don't, I don't do the Christian thing," you know, it is ingrained in this culture. It is ingrained despite, in and if you say I'm not going to and I don't, you know, want to. It's on TV, it's on the soap opera, it's in the movies it's in the commercial, you know, and then you start feeling, well, what's wrong with me? If I'm not booed up on Valentine's Day with roses and a box of chocolate, you know, if I'm not booed up, you know, on New year's Eve, you on the balcony somewhere with champagne, and, you know, th- there's all these illusions of life that are presented to us through commercialists, that the need to sell, market, and trade products, goods and, and goods, and your money. Uh, even when we think about love and relationships and marriage, do y'all realize that the wedding ring is a very new concept? Like a few hundred years and, and, and younger, you know, created by the to sell diamonds that they did stole out of Africa but <laughs> the out of motherland. And so they have to create the holiday. That's why I'm very worried about Juneteenth and and what happened this year on Juneteenth. Is Juneteenth next year going to be just like Easter, Halloween, Thanksgiving,
0: Christmas,
1: Day, Memorial Day? Is it going to be the next commercialized holiday? Is it going to be the next opportunity to put some black people on TV, represent Walmart and Target and Kmart and JCPenney and, and whoever? For your dollars, for your money, you know, and so now it's another ho- black holiday or another holiday that people at the top of the food chain are going to get the greatest benefit from because you don't own the Walmart, you don't own no Kmart, you, no you don't own no Target store. So are you spending in the name of the holiday, in the name of the feel good, all the money is going to support family, the mouths, the children, the descendants of people who often don't even care about you, don't even like you, and, and I'm sure you don't even, when we look at the greater diversity, how do you do it all? Do they I know women, and I'm sure Keone will speak to this, you know, people want to ask you how many kids you've People want to want to ask why are you not married. You know they, they feel entitled to get into a woman's business in that way because this society, just like the caller says, I think they have a is This Sharif says the society has designated that you are a breeder, a breeder, and here to serve men. And and religions, Christianity, Islam, Judaism, to some degree. So that support that. Here recently, I remember who it was on TV that tried to say, "No, that's real Islam. That women have a real place in Islam, of superiority in Islam." But that's not often being practiced. That's not often taught. It's not often being demonstrated. And so, what most people know is is, a, is the ugly, stereotypical definitions. You know, women walk behind their man in Islam. You know, even they—they boys' sons. You know, all this kind of stuff that ain't got nothing to do with Islam.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Governments and what we will accept, what we will accept, and right now we're just not accepting it. I just don't don't know how long this is going to last. Rodney King seemed. It was two weeks, and we were back to business. It was heartbreaking. I went into a three-year depression after Rodney King because that uprising and that we're going to make change and then nothing happened. So I'm, I'm hopeful. Right now, I'm hopeful. Eric 305, I'm coming. Right now, I'm hopeful that we might make some changes now. We might make a difference now, but if women don't stand up, if, if people of the five genders don't stand up, if men don't stand up even for yourself and, and demand that hearing, demand that empathy, demand sympathy, be a part of, of what male culture is. It's not going to change readily. It's not going to change soon. And you're still going to have people like us living on the outside of society, living on the outside of acceptance, you know, living on the outside of, of popularity. Until the rest of mainstream society gets it. code three oh five, who's calling? Three oh five, who's calling? And where are you calling from? code three oh five, your hand is raised. Who's calling? And where are you calling from?
5: Greetings, y'all. This is Nikisha giving y'all a call in.
1: Hey, Nikisha, what's going on, beloved?
5: Not much, I was just listening I was typing in the chat as well And um, I wanted to just say something To Miss Keona She's right But I feel like the men Not all, like, I'm not going to say all Some of the men, they, they are programmed I mean, I was programmed I went from not having a baby At the age of 29 To a baby with no baby daddy I'm just saying it that way Which I said at that point when I was mad. A baby daddy. But with that being said, mm-hmm. oh, that ain't none of my baby. You know, that's the program thing that the men say. Oh, that ain't none of my baby. Well, who baby it is? I ain't left there and just hatch it. But it's like they all programmed. Like they 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 watch and see like monkey see monkey do. Everybody doing what everybody do. And I'm so glad that I'm not programmed like that no more. And the only holidays that I sh- I celebrate is my birthday. That's it. My Earth Day. I call it my Earth Day because I'm here on Earth. But that's basically it. And it's, it's like sad, you know. And I, I really, I'm just gonna say something. I'm glad I'm at where I'm at now compared to where I was before, because I was a total mm-hmm. mess before. I was a total mm-hmm. mess. I mean, oh my gosh, I was a total mess, a total wreck, y'all. I mean, it was it was terrible. It was terrible. Mm-hmm. And now that I look back, I'm I'm glad I'm, I'm I'm not where I was before. I'm glad I'm moving forward. I see movement, but at first I didn't see nothing but stagnant mm-hmm. and trouble
1: more trouble problem. Yeah. More and problem. Listen, Nikita, I listen to your words and the words that you use. Like like you talked about having the baby and, and then the man saying, Well that ain't my baby. And in my head right. I immediately heard Mama's baby baby's baby. Now where did that yes. saying come from? That limerick old- with that rhyme and rhythm where did that come from? It came Slavery. That's that, so right. Killed. so painful. It's so traumatic. Nobody wants to look at it. Nobody wants to. Right. Drink. Nobody wants to touch it. Really. We keep thinking we don't talk about it. Just let it go. Just let it be in the past. It's going to just solve away. And nothing operates like that. Energy is real. Right. And energy it is eternal. Is. So it has to be constantly deprogrammed. Consciously right, And everything that we can say, we as black people have to be conscious they're not reinforcing it. And then white people have to be conscious that they're not reinforcing. It. As well as the ethnic groups. You know behavior right now. There are other ethnic groups that feel like this ain't got nothing to do with them at all. You exactly. might be brown, you might be Asian, yellow, you might be red, you know, but you're not black or white. And so you feel like this ain't mm-hmm. got
0: nothing to do with you at all.
1: You know, I'm, I'm seeing numbers drop into Twitter. People that, that just ignore the whole topic, they still talking about the regular, whatever, you know—and and have not made not one note of what's happening right now from a racial perspective. White people seem to be taking some degree of responsibility for it, and black people have to they don't have a choice. But when I look at the behaviors of other people in my strength, they don't see They still ignore us. They still don't give a care. You're still the black guy. You're still the nigga. And so my long-term vision, and you know, Nikisha, we talk about this a lot on this show, I'm not to see it. I got to feel it. I'm not going to be convinced that no real change happening until I can feel it. It's real easy to say Black Lives Matter. It's real easy right. to say, let's do for the Black man, let's do for the Black woman, let's do for the Black children. you know. And that is not trickling down, nor has it ever trickled down in our community. There's no guarantee that Black men are going to do
0: anything
1: for me with any amount of liberation they are gifted, any more than they're going to do for you, woman black mother, black mama baby, white mama baby, Hispanic mama baby, any more than he's gonna do for you right now. No magical overnight reparation, no magical overnight dissolving of of, of overt demonstrations of racism is gonna is gonna nip this. We got to be sick and and do some surgery. Some real spiritual surgery some real detoxing to remove this layer of I had some technical issues yesterday somewhere between Cox cable and the internet and Hulu and live stream and every call except one talked to somebody outside the country. somebody in Philippines, somebody in Bangladesh, somebody in Asia. And they were negative and rude as hell.
5: Oh, my God. Rude
1: as hell. They talk real fast. Don't want to give you a chance to talk. Don't want to give you a chance to explain your question. Don't allow you to get the question mark on your question. And it has everything to do with it. It's got everything to do with race. People from India, they don't like us. They have been programmed by white supremacists us anymore, the white man does. Mm-hmm. And so, and, well, we can't just say it's a black and white thing. We can't just say it's an American thing. This is a global I, answer. It's a global
2: may I,
0: may I be heard? Come on in. We got a few minutes. So come on.
2: It's so funny you said that about yesterday because um, I had to get off of Twitter because uh the thing about this thing with black Americans, us and Africans that are going on right now on Twitter it's like some kind of war, and you know, I ended up saying yesterday I was like, I would never ever speak disrespectfully about Africans as a black American, I just I don't understand how you do that. I just, I, and it breaks my heart. It's like, how did we, you know, I always ask this question. Why is this happening? How did we get here? You know, that I hate someone who is my skin folk. I refuse to play into that. I don't want to do that. We should not be, you know, and it's like I was saying to someone, I was explaining, it's like, you got the Chinese rapidly gobbling up everything in Africa that would not be happening if we were all on the same page you got the french the german germans we are not each other's enemy your enemy is right there in your face and you're not dealing with that that person you're looking at someone who looks like you and seeing them in a disrespectful and disgusting way. And I don't understand that.
1: You're talking about a pathology. You, you're just. You know an and, and, and religion plays a role. Government plays a role. Culture plays a role. Again, I say it, the hand of white supremacy is on everything. And so, any notion that that you know one police tragedy, one police lynching is going to put it into white supremacy is not realistic. I'm, I'm supportive of food. I'm supportive of reaction. I'm supportive of people protesting. I'm supportive of people being sensitive to it of, of any race and color. right Now, I'm supportive of that. But I'm concerned as a practitioner. Be to I know how challenging it is for me just to ancestors to people, just to get people to set up a shrine in, in, in a very specific way and show some honor to it within a, a certain amount of days, in some cases, months, even years. And I, and I know how challenging that is just to get people to say, <laughs> just to get people to say, why will me, you know, just to get people to say comment what we every day. What we do every day. What we suggest every day. So I'm concerned. I'm concerned that when we have this tug of war between black and white racism that no one's addressing the Chinese, no one is addressing the Asian Japanese. No one's addressing no one's addressing, you know, addressing the Arabs. No one's ad- addressing every other level of white supremacy and racism that we are confronted with, often in our own communities, each and every day. Because when you go to that Arab corn store, where's the white man? Why are you shopping at the Arab corn store? You know, with with them watching you, where's the white man? There, it's too many layers to this. It's too many layers to to racism. It's too many layers to white supremacy. And I, I'm not suggesting that they cannot be done. It absolutely can be done. I'm just concerned about the the society that we're in right now and willingness to do the work to move beyond because you might not be an active racist, you might not be an active contributor to the problem but apathy is just as powerful. Apathy shows up as not caring, not feeling, being bothered it don't affect me, it's over there, it's here I I got too much to worry about my own plate, I got to worry about my own house, that's apathy that's apathy and it keeps Racism, white supremacy, a lie. I, I make Asia and India and, and, and South America and, and every nation on the planet I hold responsible for either participating in the middle passes or sitting back and watching it happen and not trying to stop it. So that's why there's so much tension between folk. And really, almost every other ethnicity that that enters the country, the Republicans play off of. You know, they're taking our jobs. They're they're overcoming our community. They're overcoming our nation. You know, but but now blacks play into that. You know, and, and we're used upon in that chess game. You know, it's us against the Latins. It's us against the Hispanics. It's us against you know whoever the Jews. It's us against. The Asians, while the system of white supremacy goes on business as usual. Primarily on our apathy. Primarily on our unwillingness to speak up. Well, I don't want to be a prop. Well, I don't want to interrupt my day. Well, I don't want to stop and write this letter. I don't want on my company. There's too many things that we can do to be active in the battle. You know, it doesn't just fit. I'm going to wrap shortly unless someone has a question or comment. If your phone lines, you are one of the blessed people. Your your mics are already open, so if you have something to say, you can go ahead.
3: This is Patrick again. And I guess um, one of the things that's really been highlighted to me is the power of narrative in the power mm-hmm. of media, especially when it comes to how we see how the world sort of views a specific class of people, like black people. And I sort mm-hmm. of I put it in the chat earlier, like I had a Chinese roommate and going to a university I've met so many different people and being some people's first black person that they experience in real life. Um it's just so interesting how people who would have never even seen people who look like me come in with such harsh sort of like stereotypes and it, it really highlighted the power of that and like you say it's what runs behind everything and what never mm-hmm. goes questioned really and how it's visionary and how you know like you said to me earlier we have to look at what we do to other people within our own community and so in that system of white supremacy that then would have black it, it, it pits minorities against minorities <laughs> and and then we, we, uh, we know that we have like companies and all of these people outsourcing them making decisions to take work outside of this country, but then they flip the narrative and they say that someone else is coming in and taking our jobs that, but, and, and at the same time, in my mind, it's just so like apparent and obvious, like how can you on one hand take the work out, so you're outsourcing it to somewhere else and then point the finger and say that somebody else is coming in to take these jobs. Like it's, the way that it has just worked on so many levels and so many, but in so many people's just like blows my mind. And especially when it's yeah. so, up <laughs> <laughs> Patrick, so up front. I
4: got Patrick, I agree. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's yeah, up front, not over. real.
2: That's the thing. It's like it's not real we keep it, none of it it's all an illusion, it's all a deception and it's like how can I see this and no 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 one else can tell. We keep pushing up against this
5: wall. It's just like a frog jumping to the wall and of hitting the wall, bumping its head. Boom. It keeps jumping exactly. head. boom. <laughs> They see it, but they don't
1: want to acknowledge the truth. They don't want to go the other way. They want to go right there in front of them. And that's why Are I you? say we have to look at mental health. We have to look at demon possession. We have to look at Indwelling spirits. Listen, we've looked at everything else. We we checked everything else. We've tried everything else. We've given the pharmaceutical company for, you know free reign, you know, for about a hundred years or more. You know, it sounds time for us to check something else. You know, and 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 each one of you all made a, a very valid point just now. You know, like the frog bumping his head against the wall. It, it does sound insane. It does look crazy. It doesn't make any sense. It should be more obvious. It should be more overt. So why isn't it? Why isn't the same time all the time? We're not all crazy. We're not all falling off. Yet you, you have this developing. Yet you have this pattern
0: developing
1: that we all can see those with that third eye open. Those who are operating in the spirit. Please forgive me. I've, I've muted everybody. I have to move forward. I have to move forward. i got appointments. I got people chomping at the bit, waiting to, to get in contact with me. I agree with you, I love you, I support you. Remember to be kind, to be still, to be, happy, to be prayerful, to be patient, be mindful, be discerning, be wise, be practical, be arrogant. Be aware, be loved, be proactive, be available, be encouraged, be
0: encouraged,
1: strong, be phenomenal, be smart, be peace, be safe, and and be still. (laughs) All is truly and indeed a blessing until next time. I'm going to leave you with a little Ben E. Hunter, New Orleans-owned Ben E. Hunter Grigory suit. All is a blessing.
6: A dash of cayenne to the roof. Going to put on my Grigory suit. Boil the gumbo, hot and steady, don't care if ready ready. Gone free at that old cemetery, down on Clebone where she's buried. Build a fire on the bayou. When a black cat scratches at two. Under a full moon, that's blue. Chant some magic words, kufaru. A dash of cayenne to the room Gonna put on my Greek grease suit. Black top hat, black suit too Single rod that molds this through I'm gonna get them bones out the graveyard for you Can't see my eyes, black shades too A dash of cayenne to the roof Gonna put on my green green suit hat, black suit too same old ride that Moses threw I'm gonna get them bones out the graveyard for you can't see my eyes, black sheets too going spray to at this old cemetery down on Claiborne where she's buried, a dash of cayenne the room Gonna put on my Greek grease suit Yeah Black top hat Black suit too Same old ride that Moses threw I'm gonna get them bones out the graveyards for you Can't see my eyes, black sheets too Gonna pray at that old cemetery Down on Claiborne where she's buried A dash of cayenne to the room Gonna put on my green, grease
0: suit